All right. So we are the Marketeers. Today we will be discussing COVID, a pretty hot topic on all news stations these days. If you have not tuned in to a news station recently, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, and how it has changed the way local and big businesses are conducting their affairs and the jumps they have to go through in order to do so. We will be discussing the craze of outdoor activities and the new health kicks that have come about. Now that everyone has more time to themselves, how auto dealerships have struggled to keep up sales due to the no contact rule of businesses and customers being unable to come into their businesses. Um, the toilet paper shortage and psychosis that went along with it at the beginning, the hand sanitizer boom and how many supplies have been scarce to push along all of these concepts. Andrew will be starting us off with how everyone perceived it would be a great time to get into some shape. Hello everyone. Uh, so to kick things off, I just want to say that sales for 2020 for sporting goods are up by 110 percent. Um, you know, it's because we lost all our traditional entertainment and organized sports are pretty much non-existent. Some of the uh, pro sports have begun, you know, without fans, such as, but for the most part, baseball and other traditional sports for children uh, were delayed or very much uh, pulled back. So the industry is making record sales. <clears throat> this year, the online marketplace shows a 99% increase in traffic uh, for sporting goods. Oh, so wow. I have a question. Has everybody started your home gym yet? Um, I know. <laughs> I totally bought a yoga mat and some weights, but I have yet to use those. It's so funny. I need to, I need to start watching those celebrity workout videos that everybody's sharing. I bought, I bought weights and yoga mats, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I was out looking for ellipticals the other day because mine broke. Instead of buying a new one, I, I'm repairing mine. I have to get some parts. Um, that is tough. <laughs> yeah. So, so we know Dick's is the biggest, lar it's the largest retail sporting goods store, uh, pure. You know, it. Some other like Nike and um, Walmart are above it on the overall uh, size of retail market, but Dick sold two points two hundred seventy six point eight million dollars in uh, the second quarter this year, and that raises sales twenty percent. Wow. And right now they're doing a huge shift to online, like curbside pickup. You know, uh, a year ago, who would have thought curbside pickup was going to be as big as it is today? Right. I know. Yes. I never would have thought to try that before, but even Walmart has been booming with that. And the same oh, with yeah. their sales. Like, all of their shelves are cleared out. And even it's hand bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, was Walmart the first one to start it? I know that... Mm. But, Lots of online or lots of sales are being curbside now, though. That's I don't know true. if Walmart was or not, but they definitely have a huge market with that. Like a majority, they have a whole sales department just dedicated to picking groceries out for people that are coming and picking them up. So even the whole parking lot, like there's a whole parking lot dedicated to just picking up your groceries and everything. So it's like actually really important to these stores lately, you know. They really like depend on these curbside pickups because it helps right. them out. It's gotten them a lot of money. And right. you gotta get the word out about that. So these stores, you know, for advertising, getting in the marketplace, people have to know and understand, especially those that don't want to go in 
inside and shop, but they want to pick it up like today. Yeah, and there's a lot of reasons that somebody wouldn't want to go in and shop. You know, there's people that are susceptible to the virus and, mm-hmm. you know, why would they want to risk it if there's another option? Right, exactly. <clears throat> so, um, you know, like the active lifestyle, though, is improving and lots of people are getting out. They're worrying about their own health. So mm-hmm. we've seen shortages on some really key high-demand items. And um, you go in and it looks like the store is empty. It's just that they can't keep up with the supplies and keeping up with demand. And some examples would be like kayaks, uh, bikes, trampolines, outdoor games, any kind of fitness equipment. Um, You know, as we still have disruptions in the marketplace, we're going to see these, um, I guess, hills and valleys. Probably not going to get to peaks for a while. Um, but I want to give a quote from the CEO of Dix. And his quote is, <clears throat> there's also been a greater shift toward athletic and active lifestyle products with people spending more time working and exercising at home. And that's Ed Stack, CEO of Dix Sporting Goods. So as, they, as we shift toward uh, um, the future, I see a lot more people buying this type of outdoor uh, equipment and exercise to keep themselves healthy, more online sales and more um, curbside pickups. But sporting goods isn't the only only thing that's been affected. Car sales has been too, so I'm gonna hand it off to Mickey. It definitely has been. Um, There's a lot of things that will never be the same due to COVID. And I'm gonna start off with a quote. It's from Mike Jackson, and he's a huge And it says, for digital, the whole disruptive period with corona is an inflection point from which there's no turning back. And he's right, because a lot of things have switched on to online, and car dealers and automakers are definitely starting to invest like millions and millions of dollars into new digital sales tools. And a lot of consumers are starting to demand online sales because it gives them like a way more personalized experience and you know it gives like the dealerships meaning between them you know and they could get right down to exactly what they want and they could get the perfect car and it's made purchasing a lot more flexible and you don't really have to worry about traditional business hours anymore because you could go online anytime you want you could wake up at two in the morning and want a new car and you could say oh my gosh i could go right online and you could get one and what makes it so great is like Ever since COVID started, you know, people don't really want to go to dealerships. That's the thing. They are scared of, you know, contact with others and they're worried about others handling their vehicles and everything. So they've made, you know, vehicle pickup and delivery way more accessible to people. So someone may want a new car and they could get it right dropped off at their home. Like they, it could be the exact car they wanted because they were able to design it and everything online, get exactly what they wanted, and they'll drop the car right off. And, you know, people have been doing this for the past couple of years, but it's definitely been booming. Yeah, and speaking on that, like, so with the stimulus checks coming in, people had so much money to just, that they thought that they could just throw around. Yeah, like they didn't, not everybody was necessarily thinking about saving that and, like, you know, that, that money, exactly. you know, to go towards the bills that it was intended for. 
So I, I saw so many people just going out and getting new vehicles and like putting yeah. down payments on all of these nice things. Like even what Andrew was saying with the kayaks and, you know, like yeah. all of the fishing, like canoes, those are not cheap products, you know? And so no, people saw not. themselves being able to afford it and they saw themselves being able to have the time to utilize it and enjoy it. So they went yeah. and they did it. So I'm sure that car dealerships, you know, accessing the online market really, really helped boost their sales. And, it definitely know. did. And the thing was, was that they actually didn't really end up losing money. They kind of just started gaining more of it because of this. And I also have a quote here. It's from an article called the coronavirus has unpended auto sales and buying a car will never be the same. What they mean by unpended is like it's flipped the auto sales industries like upside down, you know, like mm -hmm. in a good way, actually. And it says in many cases, they do the majority of their shopping online. They may even narrow down the exact vehicle they want prior to coming to the store, but they want to set an appointment, test drive it and make sure they like it. So they're still able to, you know, check out the car, but they really have to take things like precautions into their hands because you never know where people have been when they get in there and they're touching the wheel and everything and the, the, the shifter and all that stuff. And, you know, I found some stats for online sales and it says online generated sales or sales that start out online tripled last month to 7.3% according to Paige Goodwin, director of group one's retail uh, strategy that compares with 2.5% before the coronavirus pandemic. So a man named Mike, Bow Mike Bowser, excuse me, the owner of Carl Black Automotive Group, which is four dealerships with General Motors, which is like GM products, you know, they're all over the place, uh, that are in Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida, said about 80% of sales are now starting online. So that's huge. But, you know, repair shops have also been affected by this. And like I already mentioned, safety precautions, like including wearing gloves, masks, well, the customer's car, disinfecting the steering wheels and everything, like the shift knobs, before the cars are even returned. And it says others are offering to collect customers' cars from their homes or essential workplaces so that they could be serviced without the need for customers to risk exposure to the virus. And in May, several U.S. states began to reopen, as we, you know, as we saw. And this can result in an increase in demand for routine maintenance that was put off due to the lockdown. So. For example, I can relate because my car has, you know, been over inspection due to COVID. And although I work at a car shop, you know, it's hard to do your own work and get all that stuff ready for it to pass inspection. So it's definitely put me off a little bit, you know? Yeah. And no, like, I actually, I actually just recently went and got my oil changed and yeah. I stayed right in the vehicle the whole time I drove up and they did everything while I was sitting in it. And I thought that yeah. was really neat. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. Wow. Uh, I also have point, another one, quote. One point I want to make real quick about car sales yes. is it shifting to online too is going to make a little bit more competitive market. And yes. they're going to have to, you know, because in the old days you went in and it was part of the deal. It was the art of the deal. You tried to get them to give you the absolute cheapest price. Well, now you're going to be uh, price comparison shopping even more more people are going to be doing it so they're yeah, not going to be yeah. able to check yeah, it no, up nobody yeah period. nobody wants to drive up the block you know looking right. at five different dealerships they're yeah. generally gonna go to like one or two and pick between those so absolutely that's a that's a very good point yeah definitely i'll end it off competition here. is huge <laughs> 
Oh yeah, for sure. I'll end it off here on my part with a little quote from John uh, Bazella. I'm pretty sure as I read, he's a huge, you know, dealer as well. It says, we're now seeing in dealer service centers a shortage of parts necessary to maintain and repair vehicles. And of course, at a point at which personal mobility is critically important. The ability to be able to do warranty work and complete recalls and service vehicles is in fact essential. And the shutdown has definitely started to have an impact on the availability of those service parts. So a lot of businesses are short on parts for things like oil changes and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely caused some issues there. But to switch things up, um, Courtney has a lot to say about the the coin shortage and everything like that. And that also has to do with online sales and how things have become booming in that in that area. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the U.S. is definitely like there have been rumors about us becoming a cashless society, which could become true if shutdowns persist among businesses. Um, a lot of the coins and cash, I'm sure we've all heard about the coin shortage, and it's not necessarily that there's a shortage of coins in the Federal Reserve. It's just that all of these businesses that have previously circulated the coins and cash in and out of the reserve are no longer in operation. So all yeah. of this money is just sitting. And um, a lot, um, as businesses have reopened, the reserve has not been able to keep up with the demand because at the uh, beginning of the pandemic, they actually cut staffing and they stopped the supply. Um, so on, I think it was on June 11th, nearly two and a half months after the COVID shutdowns, federal officials acknowledged the coin deposits to the reserve had declined. And some people are trying to combat that by putting their spare change onto gift cards. A lot of businesses are asking for exact change or the use of credit or debit cards to make purchases. So, you know, but like I said, um, they're putting money, customers are putting money onto gift cards or even, to, um, you know, contributing to charities to increase the circulation, trying to, to help out the economy. So, yeah. also another yeah. reason, like, oh, go ahead. If you notice, like every business right now is doing all their drives for, um, for like youth sports or uh, literacy or to fight cancer. And, you know, they all say, would you like to round up your change today? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think a lot of people are actually doing that now because they understand like there's just a physical shortage of coins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, definitely a lot of businesses, I think all of Walmart, a majority of their self checkouts are strictly card only. And if you put money into them, it's that. not going to give you change back. Like I've seen so many people go in and have to go to customer service to try and get that figured out because they just didn't realize, but yeah, you know, um, I think a lot of the reason also is, you know, the appeal to it um, is at least that switching to cashless services is another way to combat the virus. Um, you know, yeah. cash and coins can be totally, you know, susceptible to contamination and it's, it's another yes. way that's spreading. I mean, how many times do you touch money every day? And yeah, money, no, money's not, very, yeah, I was going to say, money's not dirty. ever been very clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and adding to that, I went to Charlotte Rouge, like, during the COVID thing, right, when the mall opens up, and I try to, like, cash out, like, I try to um, cash out with cash, but they wouldn't do that anymore. They're only, like, accepting cards. Yeah. And it's really? of that. Yeah, that's crazy. I know, which is so funny because, like, you know, a lot of people, it's like, this is money, you have to legally accept mm -hmm. it. But, you know, 
people don't realize that businesses have the right to make their own individual choices. And I think that goes along with the requirement of masks as well. You know, like people don't right. realize that it's not necessarily, you know, everybody has a choice and everybody has to respect that person's choice. But yeah. Yeah. But after, uh, hopefully, <laughs> um, Hopefully after the economy opens back up though, with the slow start of businesses returning, the coin cir circulation should return to normal. And although that doesn't really help us right now, um, you know, which is why businesses are requesting exact change or the use of cards for transactions. It should, I mean, I think, especially in New York, a lot of businesses, although Cuomo has been recently threatening to do another shut round of shutdowns because, mm -hmm. you know, we see a rising number in people, you know, catching the disease and so. We see that happening, but but the Federal Reserve yeah. is definitely um, upping their staffing and trying to get people back in order to to be better able to fulfill orders of coins and cash to to help businesses out. But, yeah, yeah. But um, going along with that, like I think a lot of people are taking advantage of online sales and just using that. You know, since they can't do sales in business, like you know, in person. A lot of businesses have been moving to online and we can see that a lot with a multitude of things. I mean, cleaning products and face masks, um, you know, like even medical supplies. But, you know, I think, yeah, I think, um, I think Kylie's got some good stuff on that, like uh -huh. sanitizer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, we all know that within this pandemic, hand sanitizer is one of many cleaning products that has kind of gone off the rocket in records of like how many people are actually buying this hand sanitizer it's out of stock yeah. everywhere it's kind of crazy definitely um, yeah so apparently according to some um scientific res research studies the global hand sanitizer market is expected to grow over 17% in the next five years. I mean, this oh is due gosh. to a lot of things, but a big part of it is COVID and how it hit and how many people feel like they really, really need to buy a lot of it. Yeah. Um, we're seeing major promotional activities, whether that be on TV or ads over Snapchat and Instagram. We're seeing all sorts of, you know, buy hand sanitizer, we have it in stock, buy it here. Mm -hmm. um, and that's growing like so fast, we see it everywhere. Um, they're also using like fragrance hand sanitizers or like 99% kills all bacteria. And those are really good marketing strategies during yes. a time like this. Yeah, I've seen in a hundred stores, they have like off-brand hand sanitizers just lined yep. up, you know, at the registers. Yep. And yeah. I think I've never even heard of some of these brands. And right. They, and right? it's because these manufacturers, well, the major ones, they're just, they're out of stock. I mean, people went nuts yeah. and bought all of them. So now manufacturers are turning to using these smart terms like organic, COVID tested, germ killing, and nourishing, among a bunch of other things, just so the public kind of, you know, is like, yeah, hey, jumps on board. Our product can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then with this boom of the virus, anyway, companies are just going nuts. You know, like I said, they're they're selling out. They're pushing their product as fast as they can, and this created so much demand overall. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How many of you hand sanitize after you touch money or have oh one God. in your yeah. I have oh, one yeah. in my I have one in my vehicle in every room of my house. I have one that I carry in my pocket. 
Yeah, yeah I've got one hanging off on of my it. purse on a little carabiner. Like, <laughs> yep. so. I always carry some with me these days. Yeah, it's definitely something know. I never did before, but but now I'm much more conscious of it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a germaphobe, but I used to like carry a hand sanitizer with me. But even if like I run out, I go to my, I'm resorting to Bath and Body Works hand sanitizer that smells like cupcakes because I don't find it anywhere else. There's nothing wrong with Bath and Body Works hand sanitizer. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely smells good. That's the best. Mm -hmm. It's a good Um, stuff. Yeah, so because of all of these people continuing to buy it, the sanitizer prices are actually climbing a lot because now with this demand, companies are like, oh, hey, we can charge you like $10 more a bottle and we know you'll buy it because exactly. everybody's using it. And we're yeah. short. Mm-hmm. People are desperate for it, you know? Yeah. I also heard yeah. that some breweries were actually um, stopping their production of alcohol and they were using you know, their products to make hand sanitizer instead. Yeah, crazy? Oh, absolutely. Crazy. It smells like alcohol, too. Have any of you, it's like liquid. Right. Actually, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. Um, I have a bottle of that stuff right in my house. Can't remember the brand, but it, it I've seen a bunch of it everywhere. I know it's it's kind of insane, you know. And then with um, products and resources being used up so quickly, some companies are actually predicting that hand sanitizer might be hard to find for a really, really long time. Like we're getting it, um, like Courtney said, off brands earlier. But I mean, like our big name brand hand sanitizers, it actually might run out. And a lot of it has to do with um, the plastic bottles that hand sanitizer comes in. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. So many I never people thought about trying, that. Yeah, it's yeah. so many people are trying to buy this product. You can buy it I, in glass jars now, glass bottles like, and stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I've not seen that one yet. Yep. I've never actually, seen that. The eco-friendly community um, are thriving right now because you know, compostable uh, jars, glass bottles, all of this goes yeah. with you know, saving the environment. And that's another thing that people are putting on their hand sanitizer too. So like. Yeah, eco-friendly and mm-hmm. which I think is yeah. a topic that everybody can or should get on. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, don't mean to judge, but like, hello, save the planet. Exactly. I'm yeah. all for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, hand sanitizer's kind of been this crazy big boom, and I mean, and it's not the only thing, right? I mean, we've all heard about the big toilet paper hoarding situation that happened during COVID. Oh, absolutely. That was was a nightmare. (laughs) Oh my God, never thought it would happen. I mean, during a pandemic, sure, let's have America. I didn't realize how long it was going to (laughs) last. I know. Even Lysol wipes and Clorox, like... I know. I think Arda has a lot of good stuff to say about toilet paper, and it's all crazy, and she probably knows better than I do, so. Oh, yeah, so on that topic, um, this, like, I didn't know, like, toilet paper was, like, that important to, like, the COVID happen. One um, one time in our household, we had um, we had no toilet paper left, and then we went to the store and tried to get some. And there was, like, none. I've, and seen, them, that, I've seen places at Walmart, they put a pallet out of toilet paper. And right. people, they don't even bother unloading it. People swarm it before it's what? even on the floor. Yeah. And it's gone. 
Yeah, I remember how haunting it was, like, going into Hannaford and being like, wow, this is the most empty I've I ever know. seen yeah. in my entire life. Right. That was crazy. Like, I like how... I like how Charmin, though, started advertising that they were working 24-7 to make sure that everybody had it. They totally turned it into marketing for their brand. Like, we are working to make sure you have it on the stores, in the shelves. And um, so that probably gave them, a you know, even a, a percentage or two of the market share could be huge in that industry. Right. Absolutely. So, um... I think the shortage, it's all like due to panic buying. People see like other people buy like all these toilet papers and then they go to the stores and they cannot find it. So like once they see the toilet papers, they started buying more than what they actually need. So that leads to like other people being short on them. Yeah, and that's like, right. Yeah, that's like that hoarder's like mindset. Yeah, like actually, it is. I, yeah. Here with you, my mom runs a daycare and we had this one family that I remember when this started, um, I was sitting in the living room and the dad came up and he was like, yeah, we just came back from Target and Price Chopper and Walmart and we like clean their shelves. Like we're ready for this. Wow. wow. Yeah. And I was like, dude, wait, no, no. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, no. No, no. Mm-hmm. Oh my Right. And um, from, a, from an article that I read, it says data from Georgia Pacificers, maker of Angel Soft and Quilted Northern Brands, shows that average American household, 2.6 people, uses about 409 rolls of toilet paper a year. The company estimates that people will use about 40% more toilet paper than a usual if they spend all their time at home during the pandemic. So, like, mm. um, I feel like if we, like, if, like for example me like when I stay home then like if I go out I use the bathroom like in public and stuff right so I use the toilet paper there but if I'm like home yeah. all the time and because of COVID we have to be home like all the time like almost so like we'll be like using more toilet paper so we'll be needing more yeah that's a that's good you know even, counteractive measure it really really is. I didn't even like think of that but oh my god yeah that makes so much sense like that didn't even come in my mind right but but yeah i think i think there's been a lot of stuff happening with covid and you know i think i think we discussed um quite a lot of it so i think you know the panic buying and everything i think that that overturns to a majority of the topics that we talked about i think everybody from the activities you know like the outdoor activities to the personal hygiene products people have definitely been jumping on board with but Yeah, I mean, but, how could we not? You know, it's, it's, we've, I, I mean, we've never lived through a global pandemic before. How the heck are we supposed no, to? No, this is definitely you know, all going on. It's going to be, it's going to be uh, something that is a learning curve for everybody as we go forward. But yeah, I think. I think it's definitely changed the marketplace and how uh, everybody adds our markets toward their products now. Yeah, right. for sure. You know, it's yeah, definitely it's a new game. And, it's really weird to think about after COVID, you know what I mean? Because I'm so used to going on TV yeah. and seeing a commercial of like hundreds of people wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that I'm not entirely opposed to though. I kind of like it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but all right. Well, I think that concludes our discussion for today. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it and please join us back next time on the Marketeers with our new topics. All right.